for, for now, for now, nobody has surpassed the views that I have on my uh, YouTube. Just recently, you went viral on Jordanian Twitter. Oh yeah. What, what happened there? <laughs> I had so many times I got really dragged, mm-hmm. and I mean dragged through the comments. There's always this one aspect, which is being true, being authentic, helping someone in need most of the time, and you know something new. We have Omar Jihad and then we have Z. Um, you guys are both content creators. So tell us a little bit more about yourself, what you do, what, what inspired you to start doing it. Um, honestly, I just started right off the bat. I didn't even know what I was doing when I first started. I just posted videos and people liked them. So I just kept on going. Yep. What I do is mostly comedy. It's just commentary on things that I see online and uh, sometimes just reactions or it would be like just uh, videos of me talking about certain things and making fun of it. So there's mm-hmm. nothing really something specific, but if I had to choose something, I would be like, it's more commentary plus like my own blog, I would say. But yeah, I mean... It's been a great journey. I've been at it for like a year. And okay. now I have on Instagram, 320K. On TikTok, half a million. And on YouTube, I'm just starting out and I have 25K. Okay. So okay. it's uh, we're getting there. It's uh, something, yeah, of course. <laughs> and what about you, yeah. Z? So I am a food content creator. Um, I think it's similar to what he said. I just started on TikTok okay. <laughs> when it was the pandemic. Um, I was posting on Instagram originally and people weren't really receptive to it um but tiktok is very different people were giving me really good response um and then it just started to really pick up okay i was getting such such a good response and then obviously i started sharing on instagram and so it's been it's been pretty good okay sounds good sounds good and then omar just recently you went viral on jordanian twitter oh yeah what what happened there (laughs) we're we're gonna talk about there's there's a lot of things that happen but uh you know twitter users usually they're very um how do I say this? Um, they're not really, they don't have anything going on in their life most okay. of the time. So what they do is they criticize everything, every single thing. You can never be right. Even yep. if you do the best thing in the world, you'll always be criticized. I'll give you an example. Mr. Beast, for example, got canceled multiple times for doing his videos. Remember that video that he's done where he heals like a thousand people, blind people? Yep. He got criticized for it because people were like, oh, well, he's using them for content. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, imagine if you were blind yeah. and one guy comes up to you. He's like, okay, listen, I can heal your problem, but I have to take a video of you doing it. Like, I'm, I just have to take a, like a five to second clip. people, whatever it may be. Yeah. Do you think you're going to be like, no, you're using me? Fuck no, I want to see. I don't want to be <laughs> blind the whole time. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so again, so what, what happened with me was I basically just, so the way that I use Twitter is just like I put um, motivational quotes. And I wanted to motivate myself because I just started my own podcast like uh, two months ago. Yep. And I wrote, mark my words, my podcast will be the number one. And people were just trolling me. Like at first it was funny, but then I was like, yeah, nah, this is too much. This is yep. too much to handle. And it became one number one trending wow. in Jordan for th- like three days. That just because crazy. I said I'm going to be the number one. And guess what's going to happen? I mean. It's going to come true. For, for <laughs> now, for now, nobody has surpassed the views that I have on my wow. uh, YouTube. Like, I have uh, eight episodes, and in total, they have half a million views on YouTube wow. within a month. 
And I don't see anybody else in the Jordanian platform doing that with the podcast scene. 100%, 100%. And then you, you saw a gap in the market as well, so you decided to just fucking take it. Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I would hey, do the same thing, brother. Yeah, as a creator, you need to always try to expand and you, you try your best to try new things. Sometimes it backfires, but as long as you are gaining something out of it, whether it's experience or yep. you know a platform, then that's great. I mean, either way, you're not really losing. Yeah, 100%. And then a question for both of you guys. So let's say, for example, you post a piece of content and you think it's the best fucking content to ever exist. It doesn't get that many views. Does that affect your ego whatsoever? I like, want you to go shit? first. I want to see. Well, I will say in the beginning it did. Okay. Um, TikTok is, and you probably know this, it's very inconsistent. Um, in the beginning when I was posting, it wasn't getting obviously as much traction. And then at one point it was taking off. Like every week it was like videos were doing well. I was doing numbers. And then randomly it would just tank. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And for a second, it kind of did hurt. You're putting all this mm -hmm. time and effort into a video. And so you do kind of think, okay, are people just not liking this video? Mm -hmm. And then yeah. imagine the next week it does the same. Mm -hmm. People can get easy discouraged. Yeah. Um, and, but slowly, as you kind of start to build an audience, I think with TikTok, you can't take it too personal. Instagram has been a little more consistent, yeah. so you, you can kind of tell what your audience likes and doesn't like, yep. but on TikTok, you, you start to just kind of look a little past it, and then, so it doesn't like mm -hmm. affect you as much. But in the mm -hmm. beginning, when you're starting out, it, it can. Yeah, I agree with her. In the beginning, it definitely would hurt, but then even when you're reaching a point, because for me, the way that I think about it, it's an indicator of whether I am a good creator or not. Right. So if I have, let's say, half a million followers and my videos aren't gaining 10% of the attraction that means I'm doing something wrong Correct. or um, there's something going on with my account it could be sometimes you can get shadow banned for the stupidest right, reasons right. there are so many different things that go into it that I just decided like to sometimes just not look at the numbers and keep doing whatever I want to do and if people like you they will like you if they don't they don't but yeah. in the beginning, it definitely discourages you because you think that once you become like viral once or twice, you think everything is going to be agree. that way. And you just get the dopamine rush of be like, yeah. oh, my God, this is life changing. And then, yeah. boom, the next video, you're just back to reality. It's not back to reality. You know, yeah. when Eminem yeah. said that, he was yeah. right, yeah. man. It hits. It oh, hits. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then for me, I honestly think social, ma social media as a, as a whole is a huge issue in today's, in today's society. I don't. I do social media as well. Mm -hmm. right? I try to do it in a way that inspires people more or right. less. And I think there's a huge problem with people just grabbing your attention in the wrong way. We're not talking about personal people. We're talking mm -hmm. about TikTok as a platform mm -hmm. and Instagram as a platform. Sometimes personal people as well. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to that, I mean, I'm really against it more mm -hmm. or less. Um, do you think you guys are working towards the problem, fixing the problem? How are you? Here, here's the thing. For me, I'm more on the entertainment side. Yeah. So when people watch my videos, they expect either a laugh or something out of it. They don't, like, for example, it's, it's, we're going to have very different answers because we're very <laughs> different content creators. Like, right. Because, and like she said about Instagram and TikTok, they're both two different platforms because TikTok yeah. basically... It, it values the content more than Instagram. Instagram values the person more because on Instagram, you have more of a community. On TikTok, it's whatever you post. You could have millions and then post a video and it would only get a thousand views. But if you have a million on Instagram, you're guaranteed you're going to at least half of those people will see it. I mean, I have to agree. Um, I personally love TikTok way more than Instagram. TikTok is just to me so much more raw and authentic with how people are. And I think that's why I gravitated towards it so much in the beginning, obviously, when I was posting. Because Instagram was not 
I wasn't tapping into that at all. Um, Because Instagram has more of a reputation of things being so perfect and Mm -hmm. it has to have a certain image. And I could also tell what videos would do well more on TikTok and Instagram. The Instagrammable places would do amazing on Instagram. Yeah. You have like the places that are so much more. I'm not saying that they're not as nice, but mm. they just have a very different vibe to it. And yeah, it's, it's people just, respond to it on yeah, TikTok. Yeah, different platform. Like, the people who go on TikTok are very different than the people who go on Instagram. I Instagram agree. people, they go for the lifestyle. The lifestyle. They the go look. for the person, the look. That's right. why you see, like, those yep. people flexing and all that. But you never, you barely see them on TikTok. And when you do see them flexing, it's usually because they're serving a purpose, which is selling a course. But yeah. on Instagram, it's more like, oh, I just have shit ton of money. And sometimes they sell a course, but I'm just saying like it's more, you'll see it more on Instagram rather than on TikTok because they're both two different cultures. 100%. Yeah. yeah. 100%. And then go back to the ego, egotistical side or the um, egoism per se, um, if it hurts your ego per se. There's, a, there's many studies that happen, and I've said this before as well, there's you know, thousands of studies that happen that say the reason why people are egotistical and the reason why people think that they're the shit more or less is because they have something missing within them. So... Mm-hmm. They have either low self-esteem or whatever it may mm-hmm. be. So that guy who's, you know, on the hill telling you he's the best, he's going to yeah. do it all, whatever, right? There could be something within them that is causing that. Um, well, for me, I mean, it, it depends really on who you are as a person. Because let me tell you something. If I was, like, let's say, really, like, my my beginnings weren't that great. I never had anything going on for me. Yeah. And then one day things happen and I start picking up something and then it works for me and then I become something. As a person, I would want to show that because that's normal for any human being to be like, oh, okay, I have something great now, finally, about time. You kind of want to show it off a little bit, but not too extreme. Well, for me, at least. Um, But I would understand why people would do that because, again, when you are like... When you don't have something for too long and then finally you have it, you want to let know everybody know, hey, you guys were... Plus, it goes on to like if people doubted you when you first started. So I'm... As a as me like as a content creator when I first started like a lot of people would unfollow me they would like tell me things that yeah. I wouldn't want to hear and then now that I have like a good amount of followers I'm like well I fucking told you so it's that aspect but the difference is well when it comes to your question it's just the money or like um, you know uh, if you actually reach to like a really high level uh-huh. that's the only difference but I mean hey if you've made it and you have gone through a lot to reach a point where you are. Yeah. Why not show it off sometimes? I, I never see a problem I'm, with I'm it, to be honest. I'm a victim of this sometimes. I wouldn't call myself a victim, obviously, but <laughs> I, I overcompensate sometimes mm-hmm. stuff like this where maybe, let's say, in my business, there's a month that's not doing as good as I mm-hmm. would like it to do. I'd go and tell everybody, like, I'm the best motherfucker, the baddest motherfucker yeah. you've ever seen. Nobody would market themselves as the worst. Or they're bad, or they're okay. Who yeah. the fuck would do that? If yeah. I'm, if I want to hire you, and you're a marketer, and you tell me, yeah, I'm okay, I would never fucking hire you. <laughs> like, why, why would I do that? You know yeah. what I mean? That's why there's also like when you show off something, or you, when you show off your influence, or you show off something that leads with you, you show some credibility. You okay. have to show some credit. You can't sell me a, a fucking course when you're driving a bicycle. Yeah. Or riding a bicycle to work, sure. like yeah, yeah, I don't give a shit. If you're gonna be selling me a course, you better be driving a fucking Lambo or some shit. Yeah, you know Even what I mean. Then, I mean, it's 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 very. I feel like social media as a whole is just people doing their highlight reels and providing you with their highlight reels, mm-hmm. and then what ends up happening is that people start to compare 
their normal life yeah. to your highlight reels, yeah. and then they start to either be envious or jealous, and they yeah. have no idea what's going on in the background. Yeah, they don't know how hard it is or what's going on absolutely. within you guys as well. And then for Z, how, how did you get really started? Well, I will say kind of to his point, um, for me, it was more about what is your purpose in the content that you're putting out. Yeah. When I make my videos, and I think that's why I've also kind of learned to have like certain boundaries in it, I enjoy going to restaurants eating food, talking to my friends, getting the actual content. Like, I find enjoyment in that. So for me, it wasn't really the reactions from people. It was the fact that when I would come home, I felt happy. Like, I would notice such a shift in how I felt. Like, I went to a restaurant, had a great time, It was, and it was exciting for me to, like, make these videos. And so when people were responding great to it, it was, like, a plus to it. But I feel like even the days where it doesn't perform as well, the high that I got from going to that place and getting the content to me, like, had a lasting effect, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I feel like for the people that do kind of get caught up in maybe like the other piece of social media making them feel important, I think that's how it could really get to your head and mess with you. And you can kind of start to get addicted to yeah, how people are kind of showing that support. And that's because if it's not coming from a place of you wanting to do it because you enjoy it, yeah, that's how I think people kind of get caught up in that whole, like, influencer, and you want to be this, you want to be successful, you want to be famous, and this and that. And I get it. You know, like you said, when, when the videos go viral, it feels amazing. You're like, oh, my gosh, this is great. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not consistently happening. And then for me, I noticed that, all of them aren't, but whatever I'm posting, I better be happy when I leave that restaurant or I better be happy wherever I went. If I can be satisfied with that, okay, what, however people respond to it, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Someone else, certain people, the right people are going to see it and they're going to respond good to it and mm-hmm. that's fine. So I can see how it can be damaging. Absolutely. I think social media has gotten us so addicted to the, the reactions from people. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like a spike. Like it it, it's like when you see just like the overwhelming amount of people just like congratulating you or telling you you're great or whatever. You just feel better about yourself, and then once that's gone, you're like, oh my god, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. Am I doing something bad? Well, what's happening? You just start questioning reality a little bit. Yeah, yeah. and you were speaking about happiness a lot. So what's what's happening to you guys? How do you define happiness? I mean, for me, you know, that's exactly what drove my content was. You know, I, when I make my videos, I want to sell an experience. I'm not selling you just the food. I'm selling you an experience because when I go, that's what matters to me. I want to go to a place and feel like food was great. Drinks were good. I was vibing with my friends. Like, that's what makes me happy. I have a question for you, though. Have you ever had an experience where you're like, no, this is horrible? Oh, yeah. And you posted it. So there was a place that it wasn't that the experience was horrible. The food just wasn't my cup of tea. But did you post it? I did post it. And what did you say exactly? Now, what did people say? So I've had a few that I was absolutely blunt. Mm -hmm. I was like, the place was a mess. Mm -hmm. And you have people like, thank you so much for your honesty. Then there's others that they are collaborations. These are restaurants that reached out to me. Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be putting it in a certain light. Mm -hmm. And you have to learn the type of verbiage Mm -hmm. to say, you know, like, if you explain things in a certain way... You can't just be like, this is dog shit. You can't, because... <laughs> yeah. and, and, here's, and here's the reason why. And this is also, I think, part of, like, marketing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's ways to sell things that's going to reach the right audience mm-hmm, mm-hmm. without, like, dragging them. I think the only way to drag is if it was absolutely, like, blatantly, like, terrible. Mm-hmm. 
But there's been places where the restaurant was, the food wasn't my cup of tea. Yeah. But it might be someone else's cup but of tea. But is that you to blame or the restaurant since it's not your, like, favorite? Like, let's, it's, not, it's not like your tongue of taste. Like, it, well, what, it's, it's, it's not their... What would you do in that situation? Well, yeah, I mean, there's been times where I'll say, you know, if you're into a very, like, non-traditional, let's okay. say, like, I Mexican see. food, people mm-hmm. are going to kind of put two yeah, and two together. Yeah. That, okay. okay, this is not traditional like American or Mexican food that I want. Did something happen to you that made you learn that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I wanted to um, know. I have, in the very beginning mm-hmm. <laughs> of TikTok, yeah. before yeah. Instagram, before mm-hmm. when I was just building, I had so many times where I got really dragged. Mm-hmm. And I mean dragged through the comments, mm-hmm. dragged through mm-hmm. uh, naming a location, the wrong mm-hmm. name, mm-hmm. calling certain food authentic. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was so offensive yeah. to people. Um, grouping a certain type of cuisine with a ter- mm-hmm. certain aesthetic or name. Yeah. It was very, 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 like TikTok. That's the thing about TikTok. TikTok people will let you know. Yeah. You offended me. I didn't oh, like yeah, this. Absolutely. You're weird. You're crazy for that comment. They take freedom of speech yeah. way exactly. too far sometimes. And I Instagram, know what you're about. people kind of, they're so nice about it. But yeah. I got, dra- I remember in the beginning, it was very hurtful. Mm-hmm. I remember I was like hurt by it because I didn't, ex- I didn't experience that side. And I yeah. was just putting out, I didn't, you would think I said something so offensive. Like, I mean, like something that seems so offensive. So you had to learn that there were certain words. Um, that you can't say mm-hmm. when it comes to like cuisine, mm-hmm. um, and you have to also be careful how you characterize certain yeah. like cultures, food. Like uh-huh. you don't ever want to like be offensive in that way. Yeah. So I had I to see. be very particular with the type of words that I say or how I'm. And even till this day, I will do a voiceover, and sometimes I'll like check it with my friends and say, "Hey, how does this sound? Would this mm. come off a certain way?" Would you take it this way? And I kind of see what how they respond. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, there was one time that it was some type of dish. It was like a Middle Eastern dish. And nice. I called it a tortilla. <laughs> oh, my God. She probably called shrak. No, no, no. So, but, but no, but let me explain. So, I think so. Um, and I'm actually, I'm half Middle Eastern, but I'm not really, really in touch with that side. And so my other friend who's half Middle Eastern, she says, your ancestors are probably rolling in their grave right now, <laughs> which you just said. It was so, like, offensive. Yeah. And I said, well, the server told me it was a tortilla. And she said, okay, well, you should have fact-checked. I mean, she was right. This is the very, in the very beginning. I went off of what the server told me. Mm-hmm. And you had everyone saying, oh, my gosh, you don't know what you're talking about. I mean, about. yeah, but, but, but that negative kind of drove the video to be maybe viewed more. So it did, right? So yeah, exactly. So either way, you're benefiting. Correct. I'm not. I'm not completely against like the negative <laughs> stuff, but it is still a little like, oh my gosh, because people are absolutely they're coming for you, like yeah, really yeah, hard. It kind of like it hurts your credibility in some it way. It does. Yeah. It does. And so from that experience, that's when I started to learn. Like mm. you have to really fact check. Yeah. The server might tell you something, but I have to do my own research. Mm. I had to really check to see well. If this is what she said the name of the dish was, look into it if you didn't remember. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so those are little things that people don't think that, you know, I'm like kind of like looking into because the wrong thing could really turn off the wrong people. And you don't want to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, to answer you for the happiness and what does it mean? Um, yeah. For me, at least, it's, it's a pri- byproduct of chasing something meaningful to you. Mm-hmm. So if you are not doing something meaningful, then you won't be happy. And when you actually achieve something meaningful, automatically you're just going to be happy. 
And if you really just chase happiness, it's just you're going to be chasing impulses and you're not going to be truly happy. You're just going to be getting those small little impulses throughout the day or throughout the week. And then when you don't have those impulses, you're gone. That's why, for example, when you like, for example, if you smoke weed yeah. and then the next day you feel like shit, why is that? Because you have this dopamine rush whenever you're smoking. And then the next day you don't have that dopamine rush. So you yeah. think you think in your head, you're like, oh, my God, maybe I'm feeling like shit because I didn't smoke today. No, it's not because of that. It's because you smoked yesterday. That's why you feel like shit today. But doesn't so, that apply to anything in life? And I mean, yeah, obviously. Yeah. yeah, you just have to know like exactly like why you're doing what you're doing. Personally, for me, the way why, the reason why I do content and, and produce and all that is because it's insane to me that in a video of 15 seconds, you can influence oh, shit yeah. ton of people. Yeah. I've had like videos where it went like, viral really viral we're talking about millions and and it was either motivational or comedy or whatever and people would hit me up and be like hey like when i saw your video i was uh, suicidal i was depressed i was this i was that and this video helped me see things in a different light and a different different perspective or even when it's just pure comedy there i've had a girl i promise you swear to god she texted me she was like I was going through so much and nothing was helping me out until I saw wow. a couple of videos of yours and somehow I feel much better and I'm going to tell my therapist about you. And wow. for me, that was an amazing compliment. And from feeling. yeah, and yeah. from that moment on, I just continued and I, I can't stop. I feel like I have like this duty of continuing and trying to inspire and help and make people laugh in a certain way, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I had a content creator, not the, not the last podcast, but, but two podcasts ago. I was saying they stopped doing things for the people and they started doing things for themselves. Oh, because when you start doing yes. things for people, it becomes not only repetitive, but it becomes like, it's almost like a job for you now. Yeah. And the reason why you're doing social media is to escape the job environment, to not oh. do what people it, want it you to do. It depends on what you're doing. Again, it all comes back to what you're doing. Because for me, entertainment, I like to, so if I find something funny, I'm going to post it and I hope that other people post it. I find it funny and, and laugh at it, right? I mean, it's, it's like an exchange. You give me the attention, I give you the laugh. That's it. Okay. But for other people, it might be not that way. So, you know so what, what you're saying is that you feel guilty if you stop because there's yeah. people that rely on you. Yeah. So I mean, not really. Alternative? Wouldn't, wouldn't the alternative be like, hey, um, maybe you don't need me. Maybe you just need some type of outlet. You can continue to watch my yeah. videos and enjoy my videos. But yeah, I'm not saying, yeah, yeah, I'm not saying that they should completely rely on me. But I promise you, like, it, think about whenever I like think about the viewer, I always think about it myself as well. After a long day of work, what do I want to do? just want to relax. I just yeah. want to be entertained. I just want to go home, watch that Netflix show, watch that whatever YouTube video that I want to watch. And that's it. That's all I want. And that's how I think about it. I'm like, when people watch me, why are they watching me? Are they watching me because they want to be lectured about life and shit? No, fuck no. They don't want that. They just want to escape reality. So in some sense, it's not relying. It's just you're offering something. And whether they like it or not, great. They can consume it. They can simply leave. you're offering a service. Yeah, it's like a service kind of. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then something that really caught my eye that you say, I've known you for a good amount of time. And something that he always says is when he goes through TikTok, he watches how he views the video yeah what he perceives as funny what he perceives as something that would exactly. not watch and then he would not not really replicate that but he would see the causes of i kind of, of study other videos that's exactly and learn yep. why this okay so i sometimes i watch like videos that are like absolutely dog shit and i'm like why the fuck is this viral oh, I think this and, and yeah and i look at it and i'm like well i just watched the whole <laughs> thing why the fuck did i watch the whole thing and i keep thinking I'm like okay well i watch the whole thing because sometimes like let's say the the person is attractive sometimes it's uh, something stupid they've done in the video but it doesn't matter 
Either way, the algorithm on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, whatever, as long as you watch the video to the full or yeah. like, let's say, a certain amount of time and you have a retention rate, that's what matters. They don't give a shit if it's useful. It's, the it's watch not useful. Time. Yeah, exactly. It's the watch time that's exactly. so key. So that's what yeah. I thought about. I was like, okay, well, in my first video, well, first of all, I need to get rid of intros, for example. I was like, man, I used to do intros and shit in my videos. Now I don't. I just go straight into the video. Um, same thing with anything because you need to understand how, like, TikTok has changed the game completely yeah. before tiktok youtube was amazing and everything was fine and you could do like a an intro outro and you can have like some shitty ass clips in the video right, and right, it will right. go viral and it'll be fine but because of tiktok and everybody has like a shorter um, show like a attention span you really need to be smart with your videos uh, uh, yeah and i think tiktok is causing adhd and then one thing, <laughs> Mr. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's I wouldn't be surprised if there was a study about that. There should lie. be, and I think they're studying it as we go, but TikTok hasn't been around long enough for us to do an estimated study. Mm-hmm. I was saying yes to every restaurant, saying yes mm-hmm. to every event, saying yes to every, like, hey, can you come here? I mean, I was, like, almost, like, people-pleasing in that way. Like, I was just so, like, yes, 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 yes. I'll be here, I'll go here, I'll go here. Then it started to be at the expense of my free time, the time I was going to the gym, the time I was hanging out with my mm-hmm. friends and family. So I noticed that it started to take up my time. Oh, yeah. I know what you're exactly talking yeah. about. That I actually had to start putting boundaries. And there was times that I would say yes to things, regretted it so much, didn't enjoy it, didn't feel like I resonated with the mm. place or the event. And then I would feel like, oh, I just wasted my time just coming here. This is the hardest thing about being a content creator is that sometimes you feel like you're losing yourself. You do. Yeah, like you you just develop this weird personality sometimes. And I go through those plateaus and those certain times where I'm just like, man, I really don't want to do this. Yeah. But I know if I do, I don't do this and I'm I'm just going to lose a lot. So I might, I might as well just do it. And then when I do do it, like she said, I regret the whole experience. And I'm like, I would rather just go home. And this is where like... um you realize, okay, sometimes you do need a break. You, yeah, you need boundaries. Yeah. That's why you have, and that's why I think for the happiness part, yeah. I started to start to stay true to what I actually liked mm. because the moment it stops being fun, oh yeah, it's almost like you kind of lose the creativity, you lose It becomes like a job. It beca- and it, it started to feel like that. Yeah. And I think, you know, people, I know sometimes think I do this full time. Mm-hmm. I actually don't. I work a full-time job, <laughs> Early in the morning, right after work, mm-hmm. driving to D.C., driving wherever around DMV. Yeah. Then I have a question for you. When do you think it's going to be full time? Like, why wouldn't you take it to the next step if it's something that you truly enjoy? Well, it? <laughs> Money is still very important. Yeah, you know? obviously. It's, I'm it's just not, saying it's it's not paying the bills. And that's yeah, still okay. that's the reality of it. Mm-hmm. It would be nice. But I'm personally just not the type of person. to You know, I know there's so many inspirational stories out there, yeah. but I'm a ve- I'm very much a realist. And at the end of the day, I have just so much more on the line and bills. The reason why I'm asking you this is because a lot of people sometimes just simply throw everything away for that one thing. And you haven't done that because of the bills. And I'm I'm sure that other people like who are watching are like, well, she could do it full time if she truly loves it. Correct. But I think it's the personality in me that just (laughs) couldn't. Like, that's just my person. I'm a very, I'm still... I still like to be very realistic about things. Okay. And I feel like for the ones that are like the big dreamers, which is great, mm-hmm. which is great. I've read the stories where people really took that risk and I'm just not there yet. Mm-hmm. I just, for me, I'm just not. And there might come a day that, you know, I'm like, let me take that leap of faith. Mm-hmm. 
but I'll be honest, I'm just <laughs> not, I'm not. Well, it can there. happen gradually. The way right. that it happened with me, to be honest, is that I took it gradually. Like, I, I realized that I needed to be working in certain positions. Like, for example, I started off, like, working as a delivery driver because I wanted to just do work whenever I can and then focus on social media. And then right. slowly I just started cutting the hours and then right. reached a point where I'm like, okay, well, now... Now that I have certain contracts, now that I have certain things, yeah. now that I'm going to open a business, okay, now I can completely take that step and be a full-time <coughs> content creator rather than, right. you know, a part-time and then fully invest in it. Because the way that I think about it is that if I could invest those 40 hours a week into what I truly care about and I truly love, I'll have a way better outcome than working 40 hours as a delivery driver. And that's very true. And that's uh-huh. true. And I think I'm also navigating like the business side of it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I think as I'm learning through that, then mm-hmm. I think I might feel a little more of that confidence, but mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just still learning that piece. Yep. Six months into my, into my business is when I came to the realization that, that social media, the reason why Kylie Jenner is the first, the youngest billionaire in the world is because mm-hmm. of social media. Mm-hmm. So I and came to that realization. And it, family help. <laughs> exactly. And then, and then I got to that realization and I was like, all right, what do I do? Mm-hmm. How, do how do I, how do I fix this? I was like, I'll, I'll start a podcast. I'll mm-hmm. let people watch my journey, see my journey, mm-hmm. see exactly, you know, how, how I created everything that I have currently created. And that's going to not only drive more revenue, but that's going to get more eyes on me. And so I think to, to anybody who's starting a business or starting anything, you either start with a foundation of social media mm. or you start with the business and you do something on social media. It's, it's mm. a must. It's a non-negotiable for me. And then how do you guys look, look to, to monetize your, your social media? I mean, how do you, what's, what's the difficulties in that? I haven't been in that space at all. Do you want to go first or should I? I'm like, I'm still thinking. Okay, well, so um, the way that I started um, thinking about monetization and how I became what I am right now is, to be honest, the creator funds on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok helped a lot. I'm not going to lie. That shit really was helping me a lot. But then I realized that this attention that I have is, I mean, it's not forever. It's not going to be forever. It's going to be for a certain amount of time and depending on how I react to it and depending on how I try to expand that it's all based on me. How I really deal with it is how I'm going to either fall or rise. Uh And I think like I just started thinking about the business aspect like two months ago, maybe I I was like, listen, I'm 23 now and um, life is becoming more difficult because i mean i have a lot of responsibilities and stuff and i was like i better start doing something right now because i can't just do it for the fun anymore like i want i'm still doing it for the fun but at the same time i want to like gain something out of it because you don't want to waste all this time and then that's it it's over you know what i mean you want to build i want to kind of build my own legacy and in some sense whether it's through business whether through um having more subscribers on youtube whether whether there are so many different ways so yeah that's where you start as a content creator you see always all the time those people who are building their own brand because that's one way to establish some business side of it some people do collabs with other brands sometimes they get contracts with other platforms and stuff and and that's how you get into the business you have to reach a point where either you contact the companies or you start something up on your own or they contact you and that's how you start yeah i would have to agree um for me, it's been a lot of companies that reached out to me that would have certain campaigns. Um, and, you know, with those campaigns would come with a certain type of budget. And obviously yep. I've learned with like negotiating certain things. Um, but I will say it's, it's definitely like picked up with just kind of people reaching out and also just asking like, how much do you charge for a video? Yeah. Um, and so I, I think 
especially kind of where I want to go is I definitely want to tap into more like bigger, like, you know, like more broad a little bit because yeah. I know there's so much more out there. I'm sure you've seen it. Keith Lee on TikTok. Yes. Yeah. That guy is unbelievable, man. Every single video that he posts or review, it's like five minutes yeah. and he yeah. reviews all kinds of restaurants straight up. And now he's, right. I think the number one food blogger, I think. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, I think a lot of it again is with the campaigns. It's also in other angles, you know, mm-hmm. like things with other just household food brands. Like, I think that's something yeah. I also want to start like kind of looking into. Um, but yeah, I just also kind of want to broaden things a little bit to kind of also just tap a little past the food, just a little bit. Okay. Yeah. And then I think Keith Lee, what he does is he, he, that's his name, right? Keith Lee? Yeah, Keith Lee, yeah. So what he does is, I've seen his videos as well, not too, too familiar with him, but mm-hmm. he, he tackles an emotion. Every single video that you see is him just sitting there talking about yeah. how uh, this business owner is going through it, this and that. The, this there's always this incentive for the small, it's always small business owners. You never see the big restaurants right. unless it's an ad that's paid for. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. the one thing that Keith Lee is specialized for. And then, you know, people are like, oh my God, what is this restaurant? I've never seen it. Let me try it. This guy says one, two, three, three. And they try it. Because again, if you really think about it from a viewer perspective, that's why I, I always say, think about it from a viewer perspective. Yeah. When you look at this, it's not an ad. It's not paid for. Keith Lee is not gaining any money out of this. It's just usually a piece of content and a real review. There's always this one aspect, which is being true, being authentic, helping someone in need most of the time, and you know something new. It's food that you've never tried before.